Hey there, nerd. All alone again tonight? Well, let me make sure you can have some company. Go to your phone and look up Awful Neutral Podcast. Leave me a message of what you want us to do. You can leave your comment wherever you want. Awful Neutral is five gold for the first minute and seven gold for each additional minute. Credit card fees may apply. We do not guarantee happiness. God is a lie. I'll even give you advantage. Welcome, foolish mortals, to Awful Neutral. Starring Dave Callens as the stalwart paladin. My name is Kevin, and I wish to be legally emancipated from Dave Callens. Sarah Lee Steyer as... I'm Gertrude, and I'm the leader of Gertrude's Dudes. Dan Sanborn as the Gnomish Warlock. My name's Decorative Cabbage, and just because I've been stuck in a book doesn't mean I've been reading a book. Clint Bynum as a powerful cleric. I'm... I'm Teefy. I'm considering kicking my comrades to the curb. Salvador Viesca as the talented rogue thief. My name is Lothario de la Pulga, and uh, seriously, if you have any candy connects, DM me in real life. Jesse Egan as Judd Bingsley here. There's a shitload of airships on this story. Hello and welcome to the Awful Neutral Podcast. I'm your Damien Master, Dungeon Mercado. With me as always is my cast, Salvador Viesca as Lothario de la Pulga. You sexy motherfucker. <laughs> Dan Sanborn as Decorative Cabbage. You dirty motherfucker. <laughs> Sarah Lee Steiner as Gertrude. I'm gonna go. With, I think dirty applies here too. Just, just dirty. <laughs> Recently sober, motherfucker. I believe too. For ten seconds. The big moment. So, any great, shift. every great journey starts with one step. Yes, ten seconds at a time. The newest member of the cast, Jesse Egan as Judd Bingsley. Clint Beiser as Teefy. And unfortunately, Mr. Dave Callens playing Kevin. <laughs> It's like he's in studio with us. Like yeah, he never crazy. left. I'm glad we record all the samples of his voice. Yeah, that was, yeah. It was really good of him to record. I like this better. This Kevin's yeah. nicer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let me, let me play another clip I have of him. I would like to kiss the dungeon master. Oh. No. Oh, yeah. weird. With deep tongue. I've suspected. You suspected. want us to leave? Yeah, Kevin, this is, this is inappropriate. Yeah. Kevin, back off. So Dave is here. Yeah. <laughs> Scratchy uh, tongue that cat has. Yeah, uh, he just don't have that. Yeah. Unfortunately, he has not. He is in New York. I think he had to uh, go to New York to research how they play Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, he's bringing the West Coast flavor Mm -hmm. in your... It's just a lot more cursing. They're just over there just like, "Uh uh-huh, yeah. I'm rolling here. I'm rolling here. I'm rolling here. Quit rolling over here. I'm so used to the huge apples in this city. I'm sorry. I don't know anything about New York. (laughs) Not for nothing, but I'm rolling. 
Fetch me that bagel. It's a pastrami. Burn on them. Forget them, man. That was a wicked burn on them. Yeah, fuck you, New York. Hey, I'm playing Dungeons and Dragons. Also, we have a very large Orthodox Jewish community within their city. Hey. (laughs) Shout out to our New York fans. Yeah. Yeah, We love you guys. I mean, we're all pros now. We went from, you know, we're little babies to like professional D&D people. Exactly. Like cool Give, name me game. one ability on your spell sheet. Oh, name me any one ability. Professionals don't need to do that. I know what you're talking about with that. I gotta, <laughs> you're on the page. Just look down. <laughs> yeah. I know where to look on I was just page. about to ask you how I log on to the D&D Beyond. I think he has, <laughs> he has one that's just called Aw Dang. It's called Aw Dang. It's Aw Dang Bang Bang. All you do is just shoot shit. It's an easy game. That's all his character sheet says. Just Aw Dang over and over. Yeah, you treat this game like fucking duck hunt. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well, guess what? I'm that fucking dog who's going to mock you. <laughs> Fun fact about Duck Hunt. Uh, that dog is dead now. Good. Yeah, good. 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 yeah I'm happy. Is it, is it dog hunt now? like 25. <laughs> was shot in a digital duck hunting accident. He was, yeah, he could have gone longer. Yeah. <laughs> what if what if he wasn't shot and the duck just went back for vengeance? That's right. Oh my god! I think you that's killed my brother. It was Duck Cheney. <laughs> <laughs> it's a type wow. of deep political yeah. humor deep. you don't get from Critical Role. I just saw that family, movie Vice. That's why the duck oh, family still had to apologize rather than yes, the ducks apologized <laughs> for getting shot in the face. Yeah. <laughs> This is what you came here for, Dungeons and Dragons fans. Duck references. Uh, yes. Today's episode is actually going to be a review of the movie Vice. We all <laughs> yeah. saw it. We got homework. It was excellent. Last time on the Awful Dinner Podcast, the gang had agreed to help take down Lord Privilegington after a parlay with the Kenku Pirates and a representative from a mysterious organization. Their first mate, Gremel Stonebreaker, piloted their ship back, talked to the gang, and convinced them the best course of action was to go back to Crow's Point, where they would meet a mysterious benefactor. They met Mr. Dandy, the wild and wacky candy maker, uh, with a large supply of Kenku workers, though there was some debate in the group whether the line between slave and worker (laughs) existed at this factory. During their talk with Mr. Dandy, they agreed to help him return his candy factory, which had recently partially fallen under the control of Lord Privilegington. Mr. Dandy asked for their help, clearing half of his factory from Lord Privilegington's forces who had removed the candy-making machinery and replaced it with vape-making machinery. Mr. Dandy asked him to clear out his factory. Once the party had ventured up to the factory, they then discovered it was a trap, but a trap not set for the party, but a trap set for the mysterious crime-fighting crusader, Handaman. It is in that situation, with crossbows drawn and lights in their eyes, that the party thought they were going to be captured. At that point, uh, they were rescued by Pandaman. Uh, a fight broke out in the warehouse where Pandaman and the party took down Polly Jr. Uh, and several Warforged fighters. We now pick up in the aftermath of that scene. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but you guys were accusing Mr. Dandy of being behind this? Yeah. There were some... Well, just one stupid uh, <laughs> no, character. No, I got it figured out. I got it all figured out. <laughs> so there we are. Uh, there's bodies all over the ground to include some mutilated human bodies from which Panda Man beat, I think, three people to death last episode with his bare fists. Oh, yeah, and in the Pandaran, you see shattered lights. There's glass all over the ground. You could see that there was a lot of uh, colorful decorations all over the walls of this factory now that the, there's a bit more lighting and lights aren't in your eyes. But it looks like everything's bleak. All the, uh, looks like a lot of machinery has been moved out and replaced with, I guess, what you assume are vape machines. And it is in that scene where you guys find yourselves. Did you say bare fist because he's a panda? I, bare fist. I did, you oh, son of a bitch. Wow. <laughs> I can't believe you let that go, Sarah. I'm I, disappointed. She's holding herself I, to a higher I, standard. Yeah, you know am what? 
Am I or was I distracted? I don't know. You tell me. <laughs> You're welcome, first of all, because TV and I came in and rescued you. You're welcome. We killed those guys. Yeah, that was right. Another thing that happened last episode was that you two, Teefee and Decorative Cabbage, thought about actually just stealing the airship and heading back. Guys, I got this mystery just about figured out already. Like, we got the Panda Man, we got the candy situation. I think that we got it all figured out. If you think about it, one person who's been within traveling in our midst has been highly suspicious and very secretive. And now all of a sudden there's a Panda Man jumping around? You want to explain yourself, Chad? Chad. Chad? <laughs> Jacuz. I'm pretty sure you're the panda man. He says Jacuz and points his finger at Chud Pingsley, uh, who is standing next to the panda man at this point. Oh. <laughs> uh, well, I'm even more confused. Uh, oh, wait, I thought the panda man left. <laughs> uh, he says in character looking at yeah, like, 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 no, because it took him a second. He's like, oh, shit, it's right there. I don't know. I think pandas are cows. Chud's cow. I figure they're like the same person. <laughs> a couple days ago, Chud was flipping down staircase. Cases, doing kung fu. He was just uh, falling. Oh. Terribly. <laughs> I saw different. It's, it's a different angle from down here. I thought he was doing flips. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, that's that's enough uh, trying to be a d- detective. I did. I'm the no, player. no. You got me. I, I would have <laughs> got away with it, too, if it wasn't for the dumbest fucker <laughs> on the planet. Damn. <laughs> Meddling cabbage. <laughs> I think we should hear him out. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to crack this mystery. That's right. Crack open this sandwich tin. Your sandwich tin, you know, is empty because your eight hour rest is. No, but he's just kind of trying to find a way to sulk away, you know? (laughs) Um, uh, Cabbage, uh, good try. Uh, I mean, not really, but thanks. Um, I'm rolling a perception check. It it did not go well. I rolled a three plus. (laughs) What are you trying to perceive? You know. Uh, stuff about uh, the whole scene, like what's going on here. <laughs> An overall read uh, on this. You have a tough time taking your eyes off of the giant panda man who you're not asking enough questions of. <laughs> that threw me off such a bad roll. Anyways. Uh, Is the inside of Teefy's mind right now just looking at this panda like a beautiful mind with all the <laughs> going around like panda equals chud question mark? <laughs> well, yeah. I guess I'll ask him a question. I say, uh, well, c- clearly I'm not you. Uh, who are you? And tell us about yourself, Panda Man. I'm the Panda Man. I've been fighting Lord... Privilegington. <laughs> that fucking name, dude. <laughs> I've been fighting Lord Privilegington for the last several years uh, since he took over the town from Mr. Dandy and pushed all these kinku out to doing criminal deeds. Mm, all right. So you're a, a vigilante? I am a vigilante. Mm. You do recognize several of the thugs, especially the ones that were beaten to death, as the same fire festival guards that attempted to slow your carriage down before you stole the airship. Mm-hmm. The ones that you tricked by... Vape pen guys, yeah. Yeah, yeah the ones, yeah, the, the super jacked... The bros. On the squat rack vape pen. These are the ones that you tricked by changing your form into that of Lord Privilegington. Mm-hmm. So... They're dead now? Demolished them, yes. Okay, we killed them all. One's still alive, but it's not going to be for long. What, uh, which he's one's just, the one? He's just the way he's going to die away from the ambulance. He's like, yeah. still just like wheezing there. Yeah. <laughs> These guys could have gone to jail. Panda Man could have beaten these guys up, but like they keep getting out of Arkham, if you know what I mean. <laughs> they, they have powerful benefactors. That's why he finally fucking murdered them less. Wow. <laughs> okay, very interesting. Um, what do we do now, Mr. Panda? I, I assume you're the one that um, Mr. Uh, Dandy was t- talking about helping us. Um, what? Do, do you have any further plans? We're just... I guess 
I'm still confused what the hell we're doing. We're all, you're all making very bad decisions, and and I'm just trying to. Well, we got to get our reward from the candy guy. Is taking down evil a bad decision? Um, maybe. I mean, avoiding death is a better decision for me. I, I have many things that I want to learn. I, I, I don't have time to die. By killing think? evil, won't you learn something? By taking down the lord of the city, won't you learn a very good lesson for yourself? Oh, that, that's fine. I just, I don't like when people walk into traps that I'm trying to work with. That's that's my um, gripe now. As as you can see, my, my comrades did a very bad job. Yeah, what do you want to say, Kevin? <laughs> I'm still waiting to hear what the cabbage person has to say. I think it was just going with the flow so far, but it ain't that great. Doors fly open on both ends of the factory, and all of the Kenku pirates, there must be 30 or 40 of them, coming in from the two main doors of the factory. They do not seem concerned with you. In fact, they quickly sprint up to Pandaman. Some of you think that this they might be going to attack him, except Pandaman does not brace himself in defense. As a matter of fact, he puts his arms out for a hug as all of these Kenku start surrounding him. Pandaman, we love you, Pandaman. Good to see you. We thought you were in danger. We thought you were in danger. You hear from all these Kenku. Good to see you, boss. Good to see you. Oh, we love you, Mr. Dandy. We don't ever leave us again, Mr. Dandy. See, they all You're so cuddly, Mr. Dandy. <laughs> they all think he's shady, just like me. <laughs> I'm not Mr. Dandy. I'm the Panda Man. Leave me alone. Uh, the, the Kenkus kind of see, look, and see all the other people around. I'm sorry, Mr. Panda Man, Dandy. We're sorry, Mr. Dandy. We're sorry, we just want our candy. I mean, we're sorry, we didn't mean to tell him. <laughs> our pandy candy. So this is kind of a Bruce Wayne situation here. We got a we got a panda man who is also Mr. Candy Dandy. That's um, and possibly a cow man. <laughs> yeah. Don't rule anything out. If, yeah, uh, I'm, with you. I'm with you. If Willy Wonka's parents had been brutally murdered in front of him as a kid, perhaps Panda Man is something that we don't know that Willy Wonka. Someone write that. Yeah. Someone write that script. At this point, the Panda Man will remove his mask and see it's Mr. Dandy. Obviously, oh. <gasps> I knew it. So you have two voices. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you all for saving my factory. Thank you all for bringing my Kinku back to me. When the Kenku rushed into the factory, all of you uh, were somewhat worried, uh, except for Kevin, who took out his hammer and had a smile on his face, as if he were finally going to finish the confrontation between the Kenku pirates. Now that he sees that this situation is not heading to combat, Kevin is very much not interested in what's happening. Kevin says something like, <laughs> I will go outside in an attempt to combat out there. And he exits out one of the factory doors because he was too bored by what was happening inside the room. Is he just going to smash rocks and make his own kitty litter? You do hear rocks being smashed with a giant hammer outside. You there, bird. Let's do combat. <laughs> He's shouting into trees. Guys, just give him some space. Uh, he, he gets like this. Uh, he likes to sulk. It's a little dramatic, but uh, give him some time. Uh, meanwhile, uh, Captain Featherbeard walks up, gives Mr. Dandy a handshake. You get the feeling that of all the Kenku, he was uh, perhaps the foreman or the leader of, of the Kenku. Uh, perhaps Mr. Dandy's right-hand man. Good to see you, boss. Come in here and give me a hug, you beautiful bastard. And with that, as if he was just waiting for the sign, he both arms get thrown around Mr. Dandy's neck and he jumps into his arms. He kicks his legs up? Yeah. Does he kick his legs up in the air as uh, he gets spun around? they twirl? I was picturing a dirty dancing situation where Panda Man actually has him suspended oh. in the air. Oh. <laughs> Had the time of our life.
You're 30 years old. I'm only 16. <laughs> well, not this again. Nobody puts Cancun in the corner. <laughs> no, no. I don't want to play this game anymore. Me neither. I'm in. No, no. I'm so in. <laughs> Wait, can we start doing a pottery scene next? <laughs> are, are Patrick Swayze and Ghost? Ghost yes. Remember? You know what that scene? It was actually Whoopi Goldberg's body and Demi Moore's body. It was just, they just had to, because it was a much more pleasant visual to see Patrick Swayze. Maybe listen, for you it listen. was. But it's a much we more funny visual to imagine Whoopi Goldberg. We don't question the Swayze. Yeah. Yeah, listen, unless you're Patrick Stewart, I assume the way the director had it, Patrick Stewart um, had a sexual relationship with Whoopi Goldberg. Make it Patrick Stewart and Whoopi Goldberg. Mm -hmm. Uh, No, I don't like learning that. They've both admitted to it. That's that movie They've both admitted to it during filming of The Next Generation. Like, there were down times when they just like, let's bang, Whoopi. Hasn't he had a wife for like 16? Wait, he made Whoopi with Whoopi? Yeah, she's open about that. We're talking peak whoopee during like sister act years. Peak whoopee. I still don't know what peak is. Also, right now, right now is peak whoopee. If you're being optimistic, she's been on like a 60 year peak. She's on a 60 year peak. There's no doubt. Like Dungeon and Dragon nerds talking about celebrities right now is just. I can see. I'll try not to make any more pop. I'll try to make not make any more pop culture reference that require a five minute explanation. Yeah. Thanks. That's on me. That's all that's gonna happen now. Why do you got? Why do you like cows so much? You should be like a Kanku man. I'm sorry. I don't understand the question either. It is, it's, does he believe that pandas and cows are the same thing? We don't have zoos in the inner forest gnome village. I assume a panda was like a cow. There's something uh, peculiar with his brain. He, he doesn't think sometimes. He he can, but he doesn't choose to. I I, I don't know. I'm trying to study him, but uh, anyways. Um, he got sucked into a book, but he hasn't read many. No, reading's not cool. Yeah, <laughs> not 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 figuratively, like literally sucked into a book. Not not like yes. Anyways, I'm just, glad we're figuring out Mr. Candy. So, uh, where'd you get the suit? The panda suit? Yes. And you guys, do they have another one in a smaller size? You guys do remember that the Mr. Candy you met walked with a limp. Mm-hmm. Oh, I forgot that. Uh, <laughs> to ask him what happened to your limp, Mr. Dandy? Oh, this is a very expensive, highly high-performing mechanical suit that I wear in order to give me my abilities to fight crime in this city. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Uh, that, I um, would love to uh, take a look at your uh, your suit. I, I, uh, I'm a tinkerer myself by trade, and uh, I would love to take a look at it if, if, if there's any opportunity. Did you make it yourself or did you buy it? I'm... I bought it. I'm not much of a tinkerer myself. Uh, I I do have some special kinku here that that do have some mechanically inclined abilities. Where's they... your Morgan Freeman? <laughs> do, 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 you, do you have a, a, a place that I could um, use as a, a, a tinkering um, lab? I I would I have some uh, modifications that I would like to make to Can some you... of my comrades, and um, I could maybe even do something with your suit. I am so excited right now. Can you introduce me to these tinkering kinkus? I got an arm that needs looking at. <laughs> Well, I actually have a, a tinkering room on the party yacht uh, that, that you guys recently stole. It's actually mine. It was stolen by uh, Lord Privigenton, and uh, now it's currently in possession of you. I can al- allow you guys to find this secret room, should we have the time. Boss, boss, boss! Everybody looks over and sees sees the former Captain Featherbeard. We installed a tinkering lab in the new airship, the one that looks like a pirate one we did. We wanted it to be ready for you in case you needed it. Thank you, my child. I appreciate that so much. Oh, that sounds great. So we get to keep the other uh, yacht. That's awesome. Good combo. Yeah, it works out. Works hey, out. Are there 
Kinku his children. <laughs> He's outside. <laughs> He's outside. Yeah, yeah, don't try to make this happen, Clint. Yeah. Uh, you do hear from the battle. You do hear from the fourth. Keep running from me, boy, as if you are afraid. Hey, Tiffy, you thinking what I'm thinking that we should get to tinkering? Uh, um, absolutely. I, I want to tinker on, uh, on. The, the, I want to check uh, on your suit, Mr. D- Dandy, and, and, and your arm, uh, now that I would have proper supplies. And if there's any other modifications that um, my, my comrades would, would need at all, I, I, I would... My twitchy friend much... would like to get in your pants. I Wait a minute. My lab. twitchy friend would like to get into your pants. All of a sudden, <laughs> he's a slut over here. Uh, <laughs> I, oh, well, your suit, yes. <laughs> Very good one. Chug. I want to redo my question. <laughs> yeah, hey, TV, you tinkering what I'm tinkering? There it is. Um, um, uh, we just went over this. Uh, you said it wrong the second time. Uh, uh, oh, uh, huh. Good, good uh, joke, I guess. Uh, not much one for humor, though. So, uh, <laughs> yuck. Just then, Featherbeard taps on the panda's shoulder and whispers something into his ear. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. You and, you and Grimmel have been busy then, haven't you? Okay. Gross. Well, well, lady and gentlemen, uh, it appears uh, a plan is already oh, underway. Excuse me, I don't identify as uh, anything, so... Yeah, be polite. You have not cared one iota about the way people have gendered you this entire episode for you now. <laughs> I don't know, I uh, forgot my own well, canon. That's cool. Uh, gentlemen's uh, plural, and ladies her, right? So you... Ladies and gentlemen, or other preferred things. <laughs> lady and lady dudes. <laughs> there is a plan that I have been in, had in place here. You guys were sent to collect Lord Privilegenton's ship. Correct? Yeah, that's right. And that- we have parlayed with Featherbeard, and you now have this ship, yes? I guess uh, it's it's available to... They're, they're both ships are available to us now, I suppose. Right, he's not he's not taking my pleasure yacht back, just so we're, we're clear on that. Mr. Dandy is keeping his Candyland ship. <laughs> no. Um, we're I, keeping the ships. I didn't... Uh, I didn't think we went over that um, in our deal... Uh, what are you offering us for having freed your factory? We we didn't get to go over that, and um, and also keeping your slave ring a secret. I suggest not taking advantage of us, but uh, I do uh, say that we we could uh, be good allies. So, um, what what are you p- proposing for us? I am proposing that we take down Lord Privigenton, and then I can discuss and have more money free to you now that I have my factory back to give it back to you, or we can mechanically work on different items that you so desire. I can offer my labor to help enhance uh, looks like this young lady's arm, and maybe perhaps anything that you would like me to take a look at for you. He called me a lady. I, I like it. You can oh. take a look at my empty wallet. The- Money it is for you then, friend. <laughs> uh, the Kenku say, Boss, if you don't be wanting a pirate ship, that's not very practical. Why don't we give, why don't we just trade him ships? They give us the pleasure, which is not ideal for criminals because it's not a combat ship. But what if we gave him the pirate ship? That is precisely what I was suggesting. I, I don't think it came across clearly enough, though. Oh. I, I take the pleasure, yeah. Sorry, boss. Sorry, boss. You, you guys take the pirate ship that you were supposed to bring back to Lord Privingerton. We take that and assault Lord Privingerton at his mansion. He would think you guys were returning the ship. He'd probably let you. He'd probably let you stride right on into his bedroom. I um. <laughs> I'm not opposed to that plan at all, and um, I, I feel like y- y- you seem like a much better ally and um, would be more uh, fortuitous to be aligned with in the future, uh, giving us access to labs and um, information, and um, this could be a very good thing, finally. Something makes sense for us to do. 
So we'll do it? Yes. Because yes. I was on full against. But no, uh, I like this guy far more than privileging fuck. And um, yes, I, I, this this is a good plan, Chud. Uh, you you are also intelligent. What what are your thoughts on this matter? I vote yes. I think we should take the pirate ship, and I think we should uh, help this fella and do some tinkering. Boss, tell him what will happen if they don't take this deal. You have to strike at Lord Privilegington, otherwise he's just going to keep summoning more and more forces to aid him. We already said we want to do it. What? All of Lord Privilegington's forces are out searching for you guys right now. They don't know you're here. So, leaving Lord Privilegington from our last scouting mission pretty undefended. Rather beaks the, the closer on this uh, <laughs> on this argument here. Okay. I think we're on board. Well, I just had more information from the scouting that was more up to date. I was going oh, to tell the boss. I'm sorry, boss. I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to ruin your presentation, boss. Do, do you str- strike your um, subordinates? You look so scared. I do not. They're, they're just very frightful and, and fierce. Maybe creatures. you should. Maybe you should. What slave means? These people keep saying <laughs> I have no idea what they're talking about, Featherbeard. <laughs> I can't wait for a candy paycheck. <laughs> You'll have all the candle you want. I love candy. Mm. Well, um, I'm well, not one to judge. I really don't um, care much about that. So, uh, sure. Yes, all well and good. Let's kick some ass. Well, let's get the cat and be on our way. Just then, Gremmel kicks open a door, the opposite door from the side of the factory that Kevin left on, and says, Lads, come to the ship. I got something to show you. Uh, by the way, we be switching ships. Things be looking a little different. He doesn't know that you guys know. Okay. About the switch ship. I went to go ahead. Uh, remember how I asked you what you guys wanted the name of the ship to be? Well, I didn't get a clear answer, so I went ahead and pulled the trigger. I think you guys are going to like it. Come check it out. He looks at Featherbeard. Are we ready to go? We're ready to go, Gremmel. Load him up. And Gremmel bids you to follow him and walks out the factory door. Okay. Gremmel, we'll, do. We'll follow him. Everybody walks out the factory, but when they do, they notice on the side of the pirate ship, formerly the Kenku pirate ship, now our party's pirate ship, they see the USS Gertrude's Dudes. Yeah! Written on the side. I think I heard somebody mention it earlier, but uh, it really had a ring to it. You guys like it? Yeah. Not particularly, but I don't really care. care. That's right, bitches. I'm all right with it. I'll be proud. I'm proud to be a a, a Trude's dude. You're unwilling to give a lady top billing. That's not very woke here, Gremmel must say. Well, Gremmel can say a lot of shit. And I do. Yeah. I have a whole file of things about the cabbage person. (laughs) Yeah, apparently. I haven't known you for that long, sir, and I'm filling up this book mighty quick. What you did to the jacuzzi was a right shame. (laughs) He was hoping for the SS sandwich tin, so he's a little disappointed. I guess my only question is... um. Uh, Gertrude, uh, is that your real name, or is is, is that a, a fake? Because uh, it's not wise to name a pirate ship after an actual person. It, whatever. We can just change your real name if it is. Wait, are you saying that Gertrude's the panda man? <laughs> panda woman. Okay. They call him Scooby Don't. Almost cries. <laughs> Don't worry about it, sweetheart. You follow the panda man, right? I have to make some arrangements first, but I will follow them out shortly. It still has that new ship smell, even though it's been filled with a bunch of dirty parrots. Grimmel, Pirates. Grimmel beckons you all onto the ship. We shouldn't be sticking around here long. We're not far away from the harbor. We're not far away from Crow's Point Harbor. We should probably find the ship a good place to hide, at least until nightfall. Now, is this an airship or is this a regular water ship? Airship. Oh, well, another airship. Can they go in the water? Like when we hide, it can't. It, hide. You, you could, it does operate as a regular ship. Like we're a boat, and it, nice. 
fucking freak out a pirate. <laughs> can it drive on land? No. It can fly over land, which is, many argue, far superior to driving on land. <laughs> is it, though? <laughs> yes. I want this. Yeah. Oh, definitely. <laughs> Birds look down on us, jealous. Why can't I walk? Damn this freedom. None of these wings allow me. I just want this to be like one of those duck tours that you see in the city. <laughs> so is our plan to attack uh, Lord Privilegington? Is that what we're doing? We're uh, reconvening and gathering our plan and getting together. We're waiting till nightfall for the attack, I believe. Are you coordinating, is uh, Panda Man coordinating uh, with Featherbeard? Yeah, Panda Man's inside talking with Featherbeard, uh, and you see Featherbeard kind of go in the direction of the where you guys left the pleasure yacht. Uh, then Panda Man begins heading towards the battleship. Can, uh, we, is there a facility to work on stuff on the ships you said did say on the uh would, pirate ship there's a tinkering, tinkering room. would you yeah. be able to modify my crossbow to shoot the the ball bearings before we attack or would that take too long hold on to that uh so gremel calls you all into the into the captain's room looks at tifi and says thank you for letting us in this is your new quarters by the way enjoy you're welcome. This is beautiful. I, I'm so excited. I, fi- I finally have a lab again. It's certainly more rustic than your setting on the party yacht. You know, think of a pirate ship versus a modern day mm-hmm. party yacht. Tifi doesn't give a shit. <laughs> Tifi likes utilitarian. This ship is much larger, and not only that, this thing is now yours. So this ship, if, once you guys pick up crew, you guys can start customizing the ship out whichever way you want. Right now it has a tinkering lab and has six cannons on each side. Actual um, cannons or t-shirt cannons? These are actual cannons. Oh, yeah. Upgrade. Cannons. But can you put t-shirts t-shirt in there? Good question. <laughs> if they are rolled into a cannonball size. Sealed in a fire retardant. You yes. wrap a t-shirt around the cannonball so the <laughs> victims jump there in go, front try, try to catch it. I like it. that idea. Boom. <laughs> I like that. Oh, I want a Padre yeah. shirt. Hell yeah. God. Boom. <laughs> It's a Gertrude's dude shirt. I like that. That's how you move merch. Is <laughs> and, it, and it's chut with like people. the Charlie's Angel pose. It's great. You also think that that You're t-shirt can it would also dislocate your arm yeah. firing oh, it or rip oh, it yeah. off. <laughs> Be around 200 pounds to get. I'm imagining like a 5'2", five, 5'3", five, cheerleader firing that up to the crowd and just immediately getting knocked onto the... Our t-shirt cannon girls, the average life inspector is like three... Games, Padre games. <laughs> what's the what's the alcohol situation on the new ship? And welcome to your new ship, the USS Gertrude's Dudes. Lothario recoils a little yeah, bit same. every Speaking time. Speaking of cabbage, has a little shiver every time. I hope Ugh. you know this is going to go straight to Gertrude's head. <laughs> uh, Gremel has a stone of far speech that he had uh, just got done talking to a, uh, a Kenku. You assume it was Captain Featherbeard, though all Kenku voices sound the same to your racist asses. Wow. So, wow. Wow. Yeah, is that why they sound the same? Yeah. <laughs> you show me on one of you where your, your language is Kenku. Well, Here's not just a... Now. A lazy yeah, DM? <laughs> wow. I have a comprehend languages spell. Uh, okay, then. Oh. Does it comprehend uh, other cultures and Chut. your own prejudices? I don't know. It says <laughs> it as ritual, whatever that means. It helps you get woke. If you're casting a ritual spell, you can uh, cast it as a ritual instead of using a spell slot. slot. It uh-huh. just takes longer for you to perform the ritual. Okay. It's like a longer casting time, but... I see. For also, the duration, you understand the literal meaning of any spoken language that you hear. You also understand any written language that you see, but you must be touching the surface on which the words are written. It takes about one minute to read one page of text. The spell doesn't decode secret messages in a text or a glyph. And since these Kenku are speaking common, if you wanted to cast that spell, I would um, allow you to 
hear differences in their voices and cadence and stuff. So okay. uh, that, you would force me to do some more Kenku voices. But I would, I would it. give it to do you. It. Okay, do so, it. Okay, so uh, Chud Bingsley, after being called unwoke, sits down and mm-hmm. starts casting the several minute long ritual it takes for this spell. I'm trying to be woke AF. I'm trying to be woke AF. Are you like taking a dreadlock and wrapping it around a yes. dream catcher with some crystals? Mm-hmm. Oh I put on my Birkenstocks. And a Bernie Sanders t-shirt. And, like a severed. Yes. <laughs> and those like Baja pants or whatever. Later, I have a spell called Floating Disc so I can play Frisbee golf. Oh. oh that is woke. Yeah, I'll do that. I got, a, I got a whip and that's... I mean, Not woke. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to cast my Create Hacky Sack spell. Yes. <laughs> no, so, yeah, I try to uh, comprehend languages spell. All right, excellent. So, Chud sits down for this comprehend languages spell. Throughout this conversation that Gremel's having, you do hear a Kenku eventually squawk in with more details. And a thirst and, for freedom. And Gremel will respond, but it's going to take you a few minutes for the spell to become active. It takes a few minutes mm-hmm, for the mm-hmm. spell to channel. No problem. So, uh, we're going to continue at some point. Your spell will become active. Cool. So Gremel says, all right, well, we have the beginnings of a plan, and we think this will work. Here's the thing. If we don't handle this situation with Lord Privilegington now, he's just going to continue to call on reinforcements. Right now, we're kind of on the outskirts, and so he doesn't have direct reinforcements to his father's army. But uh, we can go ahead and handle some broad-out thugs here in town, but we couldn't handle the full force of... Sir Thaddeus Kensington Privilegington the Fifth's army. You can handle the full force of us when we are tired at breakfast time. It, it took a lot of patience, I will say that. It, it's, I've had easier jobs as a first mate, let me tell you that. Yeah. And he adds something else to the book that just says decorative cabbage on it. <laughs> dick. It's <laughs> another check mark next to the dick. Fucking contrarian ass <laughs> motherfucker. Decorative cabbage, that's not how you spell it. <laughs> you spelled your way, I spelled it fine. Well, um, so. I think you're talking about a larger force who is not available right now. But what happens after um, it, we're, we're being uh, we're you're proposing to, that we kill the sixth, and uh, what happens with the fifth when we kill his son? Yeah. Well, once we be doing that, I'm actually working out on that. Do you remember that Kiwi looking Aracocra a bit ago? Yes, of course. Well, he's actually a liaison to a, an organization that I'm going to let you guys know about. You guys have heard whispers of the December Society, haven't you? Roll a history check. Which number? Who's who yeah. the highest one? 18. 18? TV with... with. Yeah, when's 21, then? All right. Works, actually. 21, we're going to go with... Uh, we're going to go with Chad, <laughs> then. Gertrude really has never heard of this. Some of you have heard rumors and everything, but... Uh, Chud, I'm, you must have known some people in the organization with a role like that. Chud knows this as to be a, a secretive organization. Some people think it's a rumor, but Chud knows for a fact that it does exist. And this is the organization that's been plotting a lot of the anti-establishment movements. They're the ones who've been supporting the Kenku pirates. They've been the ones fighting for the little guy. They're a self-appointed, loose alliance of freedom fighters. Let's see. Are they all endangered? Are they all endangered creatures? We are spreading terrible knowledge because when we introduced that character, I said he was a Kiwi. We had Gertrude think he was a Dodo. No, I'm sorry. That's insulting to Gertrude. We had Sarah Lee Steiner. Oh! <laughs> believe that he was a Dodo. And now you believe that the Kiwi's endangered, which, let me see, where the WWF falls. What level, where, where are they the endangered species? I don't care. I feel like they are. They are yeah. delicious because they're green inside. I've seen, They've seen, I've seen their eggs in the yeah, supermarket. I've been to Tiger Tiger. Gremble then continues to say, uh, if we be doing this, this will be a serious blow to the establishment. December society would look very favorably upon this. Furthermore, they'd probably harbor you guys and give you help to keep you guys safe. Uh, they probably might even make you full-on members if you played your cards right. Do I get a jacket? Says uh, He says no, but he, when he picks up his uh, piratey hat, you see an awesome bandana. <laughs> he says, we only give these out to gold members. <laughs> 
I want one. It's like a lift. I smell a multi-level marketing scheme. Yeah. Anyone else? Like just. No, no, no. I'm not going to buy into any of your packets just so I can sell it at cheap home. It's not a marketing scheme. Once I get you six involved and then you get six other people involved. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. And it pays for itself. By the way, can I get you stewing some vitamins? (laughs) (laughs) I got some candy. Decorative cabbage, you know, taps his yeah, taps his hand it. on his uh, recovery candy that he got from Mr. Dandy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mr. Dandy is on the ship right now, correct? Yeah. Yes, he is. So, can we get more candy since we right. saved your candy shop? Of course. What kind of candy are you looking for? Sandwich candy. Yes, oh. I, you want another pastrami, pastrami flavored? No, candy? I was just kidding right then. I want ones that make my finger guns better. Have you seen me shoot these finger guns? Fortunately, I yes, I have. It's yeah, quite a it's pretty to great. It's pretty rad. I want more. Uh, I can give you stuff to make your attacks have a better chance of landing. How you... many? Unfortunately, I can only give you the one at a time. If you do decide to take more than one at a time, it'll increase your chances, but there's some okay, serious side one. effects that do happen. Do you want a drink? I would um, love a drink. Do you I have wine? Excuse yeah. me. Uh, Dandy, uh, um, what, how long should one be recommended to take a break from the candy? Oh, well, that's a good question. Them? That's a good question. Uh, yes, typically it's one candy per day, uh, depending on the effects that it has. Minor candies, you can usually get through one an hour, but the, the long rest candies, the candies that make you feel like you've recovered fully, that's one per day. If you take more than one per day, serious side is, effects can occur. Is there an issue um, with uh, taking one uh, instead of sleeping uh, recurringly, one per day? I, I, the more you take, the more side effects there are to it, so you have to be very careful how you take them. Mr. Dandy reaches into his pocket, pulls out a variety of candies in a variety of colors, presumably with different effects. If the candy affects me for more than four hours, should I consult a physician? No, that's just a glorious side effect. You should. <laughs> How hard is the candy? We're talking about dick pills. <laughs> what? We're talking about arcane candy. I'm sorry. TP doesn't know about dick pills. Um, <laughs> if, if you if you eat the candy and you're a cat person, does it make you abnormally silent for about an hour? <laughs> When you guys are done with this, I actually want to address that. That's, that's the next point. He's still down there. <laughs> yes. Yes. Never, never, never got him. Can I get one of those hangover candies again? Yes. Here's another one for you right here. Thank you. Uh, you, cabbage person, what kind of candy would you like? I have these candies that will give you advantage on your next three attacks. It makes you more accurate. Do you have any candy with THC? I have some sleeping candy that it just will help you go to sleep if that's uh, what you're looking for. Do you have candy that will, like, you know... Prop you up a little bit and give you a kick. <laughs> no, you know, I, already asked, I already asked, man. No, he doesn't have that. <laughs> the closest thing I have to that is the long rest candy that I that I recently. So gave. I have the I have the long rest and I have an attack candy. Yes, I can give you one that'll give you advantage on your next three attacks. All right, I, I want that attack candy. There you go, kind sir. All right. And you, my roguish-looking, handsomely dressed friend, what would you like? Do you have, do you have watermelon? <laughs> uh, yes, I'll, I'll give you the same candy as I gave this other gentleman, just watermelon flavor. Oh, ah, awesome. Sounds great. Soft chew, or would you like something hard to suck on? Hand to man reaches for a I don't have to that question. <laughs> yeah. And I don't break eye contact. <laughs> yeah. So, do you, do you have anything that would um, help me with the, my uh, tinkering uh, in, in any way? Yeah, like a tinker candy? Yes, I can give you this candy here. It'll make you um, more intelligent while you're trying to tinker. Essentially, it gives you advantage on any tinkering checks that you do for the next hour. What would be well, delicious? Well, make them stutter. What about I, a never I do not have any stutterproof stutter candy. I do, don't have anything like that, unfortunately. <laughs> Damn. Uh, I can have my, my researchers look into that, though. Tell them about the side effects if they take too much, boss. Uh, you hear coming over the intercom, Grimmel's <laughs> uh, handset. 
I I'm sorry, a, I didn't mean to eavesdrop on your conversation. I use a wicked mind to Lothario. I bet it's slavery, the side effect. <laughs> Seems to be what's going down a lot. Slavery? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, never had it before. I've never had it before. Is Looking it? around like paranoid. <laughs> <laughs> Is it slavery or addiction? <laughs> yeah, both. You've never communicated with Lothario telepathically, so this first time really bothers me. <laughs> <laughs> He's going crazy. He's so looking like, around. I can hear your voice in my body, <laughs> in yeah. my entire being. The schizophrenia is kicking in. Yeah. Yeah. Very much like that. That or he responds like he's thinking something, like he responds like thinking it's going to come out in his head or something. Like, yeah, yeah this guy's a fucking slaver. <laughs> I should just say, yeah, this guy's a fucking slaver. If everybody's done getting candies, or, uh, yeah. not quite. Um, not quite. <laughs> okay. one, one more question, uh, Mr. Dandy. Uh, do you know if these are safe for uh, all races? Um, you know, uh, uh, are there any races that act abnormally or different? I've not had any experience. These are arcane candies, so it's arcane energy going into you. It just has a sweet, delicious flavor. Oh, you don't have any candies for genocide? <laughs> okay. Well, Tifi, did we answer your question? Uh, <laughs> about yeah. There's no yeah, racist candy, Tifi. <laughs> Shed, would you like a, a different type of candy? You got anything that I uh, can use to transmute myself into another creature that's not a cow? I mean, they're just temporarily, like uh, like a dragon or something like that. Unfortunately, my polymorph candies are not quite there yet. I need a couple more tinkering and... How about like a tougher cow? How about like a panda? Well, yes, I have this candy here that can increase your armor class by two. Yeah, that's good. I like that. Yeah, that, I'll take it. That would be very so, good for So that, that lasts for, for, for one mm-hmm. hour. That's fantastic. Thank you. Here's a glass of milk. <laughs> Why, thank you, young man. Thank mm-hmm. you so much. Uh, panda man pops a cookie-flavored candy in his mouth mm. and then takes a sip of milk. From his utility mm. milk? <laughs> <laughs> Animal cracker? He takes it out of from inside of his sweaty suit, takes a sweaty piece of candy. <laughs> Just in the distance, you guys can hear, Lothario! Help! Oh, shit. Help! <laughs> oh, shit. And it's 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 in the distance. Everybody runs out to the deck of the ship. Go ahead and roll me a perception check if you are included in that. Everybody. Natural twenty. Okay. Fifteen. Oh, he's my friend. Yeah. Natural Sixteen. Tw- you know what? So. He got the natural twenty. We yeah. got this. Um, as soon as he hears his best friend, a friend who he probably didn't realize he cared about as much as he is realizing now at yeah. this moment, when he hears. Kevin in trouble. Lothario is the first one out the door with, what I'm doing. with insane speed. He almost activates his, um, he almost steps on the heels of his shoes, releasing him from his clothing again. But misses, runs to the edge of the ship and with a natural 20, he can see exactly what's happening. He sees several harpies. Two of them are carrying Kevin flying through the sky. One of them are with both claws grabbing onto his right arm. The uh, other hand, the other one with two claws grabbing onto his left arm. They, you look and you see actually a pretty bloodied up Kevin. Looks like there was some combat. Uh, you actually look down, you see two dead harpies on the ground, but you see four in the sky. Uh, they are flying off. They pop onto a smaller, very quick uh, airship. They go straight in the direction of the mayor's manor. Mm. So do, do we see it too, or do we, are we like in the front of the ship still? Just then, Lothar, everybody else is Guys, kind of... you won't believe what I just saw. I just saw two bloodied harpies on the ground. <laughs> Four bloodied harpies picking up Kevin, who's also tattered and ripped to shreds. And they flew him straight to an airship. And guess what? 
I think they're taking him right to Crow's point. That's hilarious. What a fuck up. That's an incredibly accurate restatement of what happened. <laughs> That's hilarious. You have a keen eye there, Mr. Lothario. He was wearing mostly blue. <laughs> so he's dead, right? Hope he's got nine lives. Uh, you, you keep hearing, Rosario. Yeah, by my count, he's got like six left, so I think we should go back and get Cat's out of the bag. God. Know. How many hit points do I have left? How many hit points do I have left after that? All right, so do we have to So we have to choose if Can we're we? going to go, if I get this right, right? If, I, if we're going to keep going to course or we're going to go back and rescue the cat? We have two ships, right? The grandma says, give me just a moment. I need to talk to some of my Kenku scouts out in the field. You hear him pull out a stone of bar speech. Get on the squawk box. Yeah. Can you? Pass right. Chet can understand this now, right? With that different yeah. dialect. Then? Oh, oh, that's right. That's right. Okay, so. Um, Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Everybody else heard a Kenku voice as, this is a Kenku voice. This is what we sound like. Call like a parrot if he were British. It's sickening hearing you say this. <laughs> But what does a real Kenku sound it. like? We'll find out, because I have yet to discover it myself. But we're gonna... <laughs> <laughs> Gremble grabs his sonar speech and says, Don't worry, we have scouts and we have men on the inside. We can tell, we can get to the bottom of this. I don't believe they've seen us yet. I, otherwise, otherwise, I don't think they would have taken Kevin. They would have uh, probably called in reinforcements and not taken him in. I imagine they're taking him in for questioning right now. So I they believe we have the fuck not- out of him, dude. And he, uh, <laughs> yeah, he looks like he's been thoroughly questioned. Okay. As soon as I comprehend that, I communicate that to Tifi. Oh, well, one second, because he's not. Um, Pathfinder One, Pathfinder One, as we did, Pathfinder One. Do we have any word from our scouts? Have they discovered us? Is there any word about the cat? And then uh, coming from the other voice, everybody else will, by the way, hear this as word on the radio is that they got the cat man. They're taking him to the boss for questioning. We don't believe they found you guys yet. Uh, the plan is still a go. What? I thought the birds were on our side. <laughs> what Chad what, what hears is, Hello, my good man, yes. They've got the noble tabaxi, Captain Kevin. Trust that Lord Privilegington. They're taking him straight to his clutches for questioning. And no, I don't believe they found out. Brilliant hiding spot, Gribble. So that's the Brill- spy on the yeah. inside. Brilliant hiding. No, no, this is just what you hear. You hear mm-hmm. uh, diversity in the voices. Yeah. Uh, so you actually hear, you, you hear, actually, yeah. you don't hear a stripped down version of the Kenku talking. You hear the way Kenku would hear this guy talking. Uh, yeah, but who's this Kenku? He's someone on the ship or just... Yeah, yeah. hey, not all of you. He's gonna, he could hear Larry the Cable Guy Kenku in like two seconds. You don't know. This one, though, is very sophisticated. They're all Kenku. They all sound the to us. No, like I, I don't understand that. I'm just wondering who this specific Kenku was. I thought uh, yeah. he was a spy. To me, it he, sounds like someone on the inside of the palace. He, he is not. Gremel just said, if you guys are thinking that he be the man on the inside, no. Lord Privilegington would never hire a Kenku. No, no, no. I'm talking to Pathfinder 2. He's the lead of one of our best scouting teams, and he is actually the one who's in direct contact with our man on the inside, inside of Lord Privilegington's place. Okay. I bet you he's the Panda Man. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. I'm, I'm going to look, I'm going to work on it. I'm going to investigate Dandy. on it. D- Dandy is the Panda, Panda. He's right That's a theory. There. That's a running theory. No, I'm, I'm, I've, been, I've been tracing that trace. Well, I'm keeping my mind uh, Dandy moves in front of Cabbage and begins putting the hood on and off. In front of- <laughs> <laughs> One more time. Yeah. Uh, Gremel, while you guys are having this talk, he, he continues talking. He says, all right, guys, correct me if I'm wrong, and you guys, you guys are the captains here, but I believe our plan is still in place. They're taking him to the mayor's mansion for questioning. Well, guess what? In a couple hours, that's where we're going. Uh, we're going to go take Lord Thaddeus Privilegion's airship back to him. I say we say we suggest our rescue attempts when we get him by surprise and deliver his airship. It's just a qu- 
question. Um, is, does, uh, how, how violent is, is, uh, Thaddeus in questioning people in Kevin's position? Does he have time? Well, actually, no. We, that's where we've hit a bit of a good spot. Turns out that his uh, right-hand man, Polly Sr., did a lot of his torturing. And he hasn't been able to be found in the past couple of days, so I believe your buddy Kevin will uh, has hit a bit of a right spot there. His son, Polly Jr., we took care of today, so... Oh, I took care of uh, Polly Sr. at uh, Flame Festival with my compatriots. That's well, right. Well, then we might be in a spot of luck, because I don't believe from, from the enemy chatter that they know Polly Sr.'s dead. They're probably going to be waiting for him before they start any real torture on him. Good, and um, any questioning that they do, luckily, Kevin's too stupid to ask answer uh, intelligently. I do believe getting information out of that one will be a wee bit difficult. Yeah, it's not like me. <laughs> luckily, I'm on board. Maybe if we get there... Uh... <laughs> Dad, he writes another thing in his decorative cabinet. Fucking stupid. <laughs> Maybe if we get there quick enough, I can pose as Polly D and try to... Uh, Polly Sr., what, you want to torture him? You're a sick I like that. Try to save him. He's in our group. That's oh. very intelligent. I, I, I like you, Chud. <laughs> Jealousy intensifies. <laughs> you know, I'm going to start to glow with elder energy. Yeah, I want to start like having a jealousy check each time. And once yeah. it reaches a certain number, <laughs> I get to decide what decorative cabbage does. You're <laughs> yeah. no, real upset in here. <laughs> Not liking this panda. <laughs> I guess it's Chud still the panda. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not laughing this panda one Alright, so here's the plan right now. We can feel free to adjust it. And I think we're going to have to a bit. I like Mr. Bingsley's plan of impersonating Polly Sr. That's right smart of you. Apparently he looks over does. at decorative yeah. cabbage. Yeah, apparently everyone likes it. <laughs> um, I suggest I- we wait until nightfall. We got an early start on today. It's about, uh, we have about an hour and a half or two hours till noon. I suggest we get a long rest, everybody recharge their spells, take a moment to themselves, we'll plan this out properly, and we'll uh, commence around 7 or 8 o'clock in the evening. Drinking time. A decorative cabbage plugs in his tap. (laughs) (laughs) Mouth right to the tap again. Into the, plugs his tap into the side of the pirate ship, pulls the tap, and some old barrel-aged stout comes out of the the tap. (laughs) Into his mouth. He doesn't even have a cup. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No need. Anyone want a drink? I could spit this... Maybe Cleans- bird style. Clint's mouth is watering, but uh, <laughs> Teefy's isn't. <laughs> All right, stouts. All right, uh, if that's be the plan, I suggest everybody go steal themselves away. I've only been inside Lord Privilegeton's place once. I believe he might have some tricks in store for us. So can he work on my crossbow or no? Yes, exactly. this is all shit that can happen. Bam! You guys have about nine hours. Uh, if you guys want to spend that in a particular way, this might be a good time to get some rest. Recharge those spell slots. Okay. Um, so I feel like we did that in the last airship. Yeah. Well, well, we, we just had, had a battle, game. but I only used that's them once. That's what you once, do on airships. So like, <laughs> I know. So it's very relaxing. Well, 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 you time use, travel. Uh, both you guys use some spells. Yeah. So, okay. So that'd be good. We since we're going anyway, just Yeah, I, I definitely <laughs> used a spell slot. Is there a jacuzzi on this airship? Oh, no, there not be a jacuzzi. As a matter of fact, there won't be an open bar either. The only oh, thing we have here is... Because all we have down here is a couple of barrels of rum. I use Awakened Mind on Authority one more time. This ship was a downgrade. <laughs> he's panicked, looking around. And he looks at him, and he's looking at a decorative cabbage with no lips moving, and he's just terrified. <laughs> decorative cabbage won't acknowledge that he did nothing yeah, either. He's, he's just looking off his face. Yeah, Blake's there looking just past my ear with his mouth agape. 
I was like, am I imagining his thoughts? Yeah, um, Lothario starts to think he might have powers. Yeah. Lothario starts, <laughs> Lothario starts flirting yeah. with the ideas of this kid. But in reality, all I crave is a sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> Every time you go into my head, I always crave a sandwich when you leave. How many times can this happen until you ask Mr. Dandy for some like antipsychotic candy? <laughs> yeah. I, I was actually considering that. Or having something to help me sleep because my friend just got carted away by four birds. Yeah, he's having a, he's having a rough day. He's yeah. abnormally quiet. Yeah, do you have uh, do you have any thoughts on this? This they just took your friend. I know you're dressed yeah. like shit. <laughs> your clothes don't match. What the fuck's wrong with you, buddy? I'm just I'm just I'm just besides myself, guys. I don't know. I don't know. Honestly, I think we should be getting behind Kevin right now and going after him. But I'm not the pilot. Yeah, I, I we could do anything you want. Nobody's stopping you from from heading out on your own. Uh, this is just the plan. Intent on your own. <laughs> Get the fuck off my pirate ship. <laughs> fuck right off. Uh, but you guys can do whatever you want. I, this is just a plan I've laid out. You guys are welcome to alter it or say fuck you to Gremel and it's hard work altogether. Yeah. <laughs> it's the wonder person with direction. And... It's like, yeah, you guys say no and he like rips up all these like pages of plans he has. Rips like rips a map off the wall. Fuck you too. Throws away some conspicuous handbook. Whatever. It looks like I won't be needing this. <laughs> I'll remember I hate him. <laughs> yeah. So I'm getting drunk, right? Lothario, I, I understand, uh, but it, it seems as as though we have the information that uh, he should be fine, and our most probable chance of success is to wait. Lothario, we could have members of our Pathfinder 2 team uh, take you out to scout Lord the Mansion while we're waiting up. I figure you could probably help them with your natural ability to sneak things and case a joint. Wow, that's you just took that right out of my mind. That's incredible. I'm down for, for doing that. All right. But can I leave my crossbow with uh, Tifi? Tifi, would you mind taking a look at it? And, I'd, I'd love to. Uh, seeing I'll... if you can make modify it so I can shoot these uh, ball bearings. Yes. Uh, so you mentioned that you'd like to shoot uh, ball bearings instead of crossbow bolts or ball as bearings. well. I have so many ball bearings. Might as well make them useful. Would you, do you want it multifunctional or just... It would be much easier to just modify it to just shoot ball bearings, but no, would you also like it? Okay. Yeah. That, <laughs> yeah, I want it all, baby. Figure something out. And to eat um, it. If you guys pursue this, I'm going to say that unless you guys have a different design, I'm going to say these ball-bearing rounds are meant to be less lethal rounds. So, like, maybe if your goal is to knock somebody unconscious as opposed to put a hole in their head. And, yes, shooting a ball-bearing at high speeds at somebody's head is pretty deadly, too, but it's less deadly than a sharpened bolt. So I would say... Yeah, but, like, uh, yeah. I would say... It's a dumb idea. We can just not That's do a that. shotgun effect. That's, <laughs> that's what I wanted. Oh, but yeah. several? If you want to shoot several, I'll, I'll give you... I'll yeah, give you a... that's what it would be. It'd be, like, ball bearings, plural. Okay, I'll... Yeah. There's, like, a whole rack instead of one arrow's worth. You're really trying to get him to make a ball bearing shotgun. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. Um, I will allow... I will allow... Um, you don't have to. I'll think... No, no, no. I'll, I'll think it'll, it'll be a different damaging type round. You'll roll, like, uh, maybe instead of 1d8, you'll roll, like, maybe 3d4. So, like... Boom. Well, you have the potential for more it's damage. Just you can make it like a 15 foot cone type thing. Yeah. I think you should yeah. also strap that flamethrower like on that. it like aliens and just have the That's triple next. weapon. Yeah. But That's it takes next. a bonus action to load it. It's just a constant okay. flame. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love yeah. that. So he, he can shoot do two attacks per round, but instead of this, he loads the ball bearings in, fires, and it's his bonus action to reload and fire again in a 15 foot cone. If you're going to have him work on this, here's what's going to happen. You have a thousand ball bearings. You can use this as many times as you want. But what you're doing is you're sacrificing... you. You normally would have two shots with your crossbow. Yeah, it'd be one. It'd be one shot with the crossbow. It would be um, it would hit several targets within a fifteen foot radius. Mm-hmm. We'll say four d four, so four four started dice, and it uh, it requires your bonus action to load it. 
So you're going to have to spend the whole bonus action loading it, and then you can fire. It's, uh, for on my next turn. Yeah, so it, it'd be very devastating in a, in a short-range shotgun-type situation. Boom. All right. Thank you. So if that's what you want... Can Mr. Dandy help Tifi figure this out so he doesn't have to use his candy right now if he doesn't want to? To get yeah. advantage on... Whatever okay. tinkering checks. I like that. Yeah, you guys have about nine to ten hours before the operation uh, presents itself. Um, the, the plan is to have to pick up Lothario on the way. So about two hours. It takes two hours for Pathfinder Two team to come pick up Lothario and a smaller airship. Um, I'll rest until like they get me an air lifeboat, and <laughs> they take them out. And Lothario spends time uh, scouting on this mission. Right, go ahead and give me our D20 roll. Go ahead and add your perception check, and we're going to see how well you do on your mission. This will be applied next episode. 19 plus a lot, I bet. Plus a little bit, yeah. Okay, so what he's doing is next episode, we're, this is the uh, this is how good your intelligence will be uh, going into Lord Privilegington's place. TV, you said you and Mr. Dandy are going to work on the crossbow? Yes. Okay. Uh, go ahead and give me a tinkering check, both of you. Um, uh, or TV with I'm, advantage. I'm giving him advantage. Yeah, one second. Let me uh, pull up that page. So actually, my perception is minus one, so it's 18. All right, so Lothario rolls an 18 on his reconnaissance check, and that, that's going to go ahead and be applied next episode with... And I don't have my crossbow because he's got it in on his possession, right? Gotcha. So you so you are crossbowless. You have your other weapons up. <coughs> so TV does a tinkering check with advantage. What, yep. you, what, what you got? In, your proficiency plus your intelligence. Intelligence. Um, and then uh, because of my one thing that I have, it's uh, double proficiency. So, um, intelligence plus four, plus four, eight, uh, seven plus eight, that's, uh, 15. It ends up taking him about four hours. While it was mostly success, uh, there were a couple drawbacks along the way. Um, they found a few designs that don't work that will never work, but they finally found something that they believe will serve Lothario well. The, the, the sleeve idea was, um, clever, but just did not work at all. Uh, they had to go with the cup. You see uh, what looks like a boys' sports athletic cup holding a bunch of ball bearings. <laughs> oh, man. I'm lucky I hid that in my panda suit. <laughs> <laughs> all right, does anybody else do anything? You said you were drinking. Drinking. Decorative yep. cabbage, getting drunk. So I'm, I'm refilling all my spell slots now, right? Like, yes. I, I should be refilling all of my spell slots with this restaurant. Right? I think I had yeah. one left to refill. Decorative Cabbage drinks till he passes out. When he wakes up, I'll tell you what, you tell me if you have a hangover. But all of your spell slots will be full. Yeah, cool. Well, that's good. As a warlock, he only needs to take a short rest to refill his uh, <laughs> yeah. spell so slots. So all anyways. of them fill up? or just, I thought it was one per, for rest. No, you, I, they all fill up. You have so few uh, spell slots to begin with that... Then, yeah, then he would use like a magic slot just to create like a bad boombox <laughs> to, to, to lullaby him to sleep with his drunken tap, you know, and then refill it. I, I just thought it'd be funny if uh, whenever you black out, get black out drunk, you wake up with new spells. How do I get they are, Curse of herpes? What's <laughs> this? Uh, upon finishing building the crossbow, I'd like to leave my suit with Tifi so he can look at it when he wants. Uh, the panda suit. It's just a, you, all you really see is a robotic suit inside of this panda suit. Just kind of built all the way up to give me enhanced my my leg abilities to give me the dexterity that I need to do what I'm doing. And it's attached to my arms. And you see, as I take it off, I have like holes drilled into my arm where it connects. Ouch. Uh, and then I'd like to go over to to Gertrude because she said she wanted help with her arm. All right. uh, Mr. Dandy with his cane kind of hobbles over to Gertrude. Well, young lady. I, you requested some help with your, your arm there. Can I be of any assistance? What would you like me to do? 
Do you know how to make it better? I'm just looking for anything to make it better. All I can really do right now is like decent high fives. I would say that you can stretch your arm out 30 meters in an Inspector Gadget fashion. I'm sorry, I can also inspect. I can <laughs> she can gadget. grab dicks from across the room when she's done you it before. can also inspect gadgets. <laughs> <laughs> inspect his gadget. You have suggested before that you would either like finger guns or at least the ability to light a cigarette with your finger. I think the cigarette lighting's more important right now. Okay, that's probably going to take away one of your jelly fingers, though, and make it less jelly-like and more lighter-like. I, <laughs> I think I'm okay with this. Can it be the middle finger? Yes, most definitely. Any finger you desire. Can I also just give off a flaming middle finger that way? <laughs> of course, you can do whatever you desire. Perfect. All right, are you going to assist? Is anybody going to assist Mr. Dandy as he does this? Uh, and I left Tiffy with the, the suit to inspect. So you, I don't know if Tiffy's got enough time to do all this. Well, Gertrude, would you like to assist him as he does this? Sure. I only need to sleep for four hours. Gotcha. And and we'll say that you've already burned four hours with Tiffy, so you're just not going to arrest uh, Mr. Uh, yeah, I don't need a rest. Gotcha. He's got candy. He's got that upper candy. All right. So uh, uh, let's say Gertrude, to help give him advantage, let's say... You know what? In Gertrude's case, Gertrude agrees to not talk to him and let him concentrate, and that is her assisting. <laughs> Just so, watching. So, so Mr. Dandy is working <laughs> in an environment where he doesn't have to deal with constant sexual advances. I'm going to say that the reason she's not talking is because in her mind, she's thinking about how great it's going to be to have this metal finger lighter, and also thinking about a potential opportunity to have moonshine in her mouth and then blow it out like a, a fire breather. I like that. I rolled a 14 plus 7 for a 21. 21, nice. nice. Gertrude was so fixated on this uh, lighter finger that she, despite having a very wealthy, presumably single man groping her robotic arm, didn't even have a horny thought in the world. She's a changed woman. <laughs> yeah, that was that one candy. Gertrude's become a completely different character in like six episodes. <laughs> <laughs> it's called an arc. <laughs> A lot of character development very quickly. Looks like Damien's Against Evolution. Looks like Damien's Against Character Development. God created a player character in six days. (laughs) So Mr. Dandy, uh, without any interference from Gertrude, is actually uh, able to improve upon this mechanism substantially. Uh, He finds a way to use the arcane and electrical uh, infrastructure that's already within her arm to actually find a way to uh, heat the metal at the end of her finger. It's not immediate yet. With about 30 seconds, uh, the end of her finger kind of becomes like a cigarette lighter. He actually left a little slot that uh, if you could uh, uh, obtain small little cartridges of butane or any other flammable liquid, you could actually make it a flame. There's just a little slot uh, right about where the inner tricep is on Gertrude's arm for little uh, flammable canisters. This is awesome. So right now it's just a lighter, not a flamethrower? It's like a car lighter, as opposed to that. Oh, um, like, yeah. That was going to be my next question, actually. Okay. It's, it's like right now, if you without that little butane canister, it's like a car cigarette it lighter. Pushes up against okay. people and like it burns like after a couple seconds, but it really, really <laughs> burns. Yeah, like, yeah you could fuck somebody up yeah. with that finger. Nice. Yeah. You can teach a kid a lesson. Also, if that's my proctology <laughs> finger, ooh. Now, you are aware that we give people your name when they call CPS. Well, I don't know what city he lives in. His name's I mean, Dan Sanborn, and he burns his kids with that. His name's Dan Cabbage. Dan <laughs> Cabbage. All right, Chud, uh, what are you going to do? I'm going to cast Find Familiar um, before I go to take my long or short rest or whatever it is. Excellent. And you know the way the spell works, right? Uh, I know it's a ritual spell and that you gain the service of uh, some kind of uh, spirit animal that you choose. And that animal can act independently of you, but is also can obey your commands in combat and stuff. Correct. So I thought I would create a hawk 
named Hudson. <laughs> and, uh, uh, have it, you know, watch me, make sure I'm all right while I sleep, but maybe also scout out and try to make sure the uh, the our missing friend is all right. Chud sits down. Uh, looks like he's just meditating groovy style. I have charcoal, probably. incense, and herbs that must be consumed by fire in a brass brazier. Oh, uh, here, here's the thing with that: a okay. lot of these spells, you. when yeah. you're a lot of these spells when you're deep role playing, they require ingredients. Yeah, uh, but that's like I'm not. It's it way down this show way too much to have you guys know. I'm sorry you didn't go to the store in that one time and sure. grab soot. So I'm just gonna say you guys can cast spells. Without... I keep herbs. Yeah, but I'm <laughs> def I'm def gonna like pull out my Madonna bra and just throw it for him to help. I think it's a brass <laughs> yeah. Madonna bra. Okay. I don't think it's that kind of brazier. Right, brazier. I, I, brazier. Oh, right. I, that how you say? It? So Chud sits there motionally. There's a joint in his lips. It burns all the way from the tip. By the time he's done, down to the down to a roach. In his mouth, uh, there is a bra that he doesn't remember getting somehow over his head because he was so deep in meditation. But when he's finally done, (laughs) when he's finally done, he opens his eyes, removes the brass bra from his head. And on his shoulder, you can see a majestic celestial, celestial purple hawk. Mm -hmm. And he's got a little hat. And a name tag that says, hello, I'm Hudson. Yeah. (laughs) Smart little hat. And he's got some silver in him, too. So he's kind of bald-headed, kind of a bald hawk. (laughs) With like a featherless up top? (laughs) Yeah, kind of like a silvery mohawk. Does he have like a bow tie? I I like that he went back to the Cisco look with the silver, artificial silver silver, hair. And he is wearing a thong. Gertrude, uh, do you have anything else you want to do? No, I just... Want to check out my bird? I kind of want to check out this bird because nice. I hear it's got thighs. Like what? <laughs> what? All right, uh, before we get to Gertrude, actually, let's handle TV. TV, what did you want to do? Oh, um, that suit. Uh, as soon as he leaves it with me, TV wants to attempt to figure out exactly how it works and uh, see, you know, see what's going on with it, just so I can have like a plan for for recreating one of those suits for a future date. All right, go ahead and roll a tinkering check. Okay, let's go. Hey, there we go. It's a 12 plus 8, uh, right? Is it? Yeah, 8. So 20. All right. Uh, you actually learn a lot about this suit. He's breaking down the schematics. He sees uh, he sees the way the joints work. Uh, it's a very advanced system. Uh, he could see why uh, Mr. Dandy actually had to have holes in him put in so that the suit can interact better. He looks at the arcane capacitor, which, which is an advanced prototype, which allows the suit to react instantaneously to Mr. Dandy's. Uh, movements and thoughts to anticipate danger. The suit for what you can see is an excellent way to blend biological and mechanical slash arcane properties into one uh, more powerful being. Ah, very interesting. Wonderful design. I have to ask him who built this. I I would love to meet them and uh, pick their brain as it were. Where is Dandy? Dandy, uh, you remember Dandy is helping Gertrude at this moment. Okay. He's not sleeping. If you'd want to talk to Mr. Dandy, you can do that. Uh, in fact, if you want to do that, we'll do that now. Okay. Mr. Dandy, um, I, I uh, re- reverse engineered your suit and figured out everything about it. It is a very fantastic design. Who Do you, do you know uh, who built this? Did you have it uh, commissioned directly or indirectly? I had it commissioned directly. It was made uh, at the main city, the, the tower there, uh, where the floating city. Do you remember that? Have you been there? You guys would remember the Citadel. The Citadel is the famous floating structure, uh, probably the most famous structure in all of Sostagaria. It is um, the head of governments for this world. Huh. Do, do I know about the Citadel? That's a very silly question. Of course. Who, who does? 
yes, of course. Um, that is uh, very impressive that you have connections in the Citadel. Uh, you are proving to be uh, even better ally than I originally expected. Why, thank you, my young friend. You're not so bad yourself. Very smart, very intuitive with all this technology around you. You saw, um, when I was tinkering, um, but what, what I was... Well, um, you, you saw my secret. That you would have, if he did use his ability, which you said you did, right? You would have seen at the very least, uh, depending upon how much he revealed to you, that um, he has at least robotic hands with uh, attachments that come out that help him tinker. Uh, Are you fully warforged, or is that just your arms? Um, uh, it actually, actually, uh, it, I, I think it's about time that I uh, t- tell the rest of my party. Um, the, uh, only Cabbage knows uh, as of yet, but yes, I, I am, I, I am warforged. Meanwhile, right. Thario's sleeping <laughs> <laughs> miles away. So, so right now, there's all there's only he's only telling Mr. Dandy. Yeah, so. Well. Take your time in telling people. As someone who's disguised himself for quite some time, it's it's got to be the right time and the right place to let people know. I, I, I trust. Um, I, well, many of them are too stupid to lie, so <laughs> I, I I trust um, Kevin uh, implicitly because he's very stupid, and I already trust Cabbage and um, Bingsley, Mister Mister Chud. He he's very intelligent, so I was unsure, but he he's. A very straightforward person, so there's there's that. And um well Lothario's not here, but he's he's alright. <laughs> you guys no un- comments about Gertrude. That's, <laughs> <wrong. laughs> That's fine. We're talking about people. Uh, yeah, I did that <laughs> on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't think too much about Gertrude. Guys, now I just that want you know her hand I do have feelings. Okay? <laughs> Gertrude doesn't, but Gertrude Sarah does. Sarah does. Yeah. Oh, Clint likes Sarah Lee Steiner does fine. Uh, but that fucking TV is oh. a hard sell. He doesn't really care about people much. TV somehow hates Sarah Lee as well. Tifi hates puns. I'm sorry. Yeah. Tifi also hates me. So I don't, I don't need this abuse. <laughs> Mr. Dandy knows this, but I'm going to give some exposition for you guys and the fans. Mr. Dandy understands the reason that Tifi would hide who they are. And the reason is because uh, fully awakened Warforged that are not openly serving somebody else program to be servants are something that are, that there's a great prejudice against in the society. Um, uh, there have been incidents in the past where people would use Warforged who basically come out as high-level warriors or fighters uh, to use that to um, lay waste to towns. That was the, the instrument his people were created as a tool of oppression. Some dress up like pandas. And so when they find out... <laughs> uh, yes. Everyone has their weekend Wait, thing. Wait, Dan, that was in your voice. Dan. Are you confused? <laughs> I'll just, you know, it's not the... <laughs> Dan furiously Googles what a panda is. Uh, so you guys understand... So that means um, you're part robot kind of thing? Is that what Warforged means? No, you're all means? robot. I am like a, I'm not a robot. I am an awakened... Or Tifi is an awakened construct, all right? Think data. I, I have okay. a soul. All right. Gotcha. Soul, yeah, you just dropped the R word. But he actually does have a soul. When we get into it, we'll find that a, a certain awakened war Artificial life form. Are, yeah, are actually powered by an artificial soul. So they do have. Ooh. So it's just the future of the Amazon Alexa, really. Cool. <laughs> Amazon Alexa, don't stutter. <laughs> <She's>, uh, <laughs> the be. software upgrades so got better. like Siri. So 
Yeah, so the, the decorative cameras do about it all the time because there's been times when unwittingly you guys have been racist towards robots, you dirty fuckers. <laughs> <laughs> You're a woke fucking now. I know, dude. Awakened mind. It's right there in my spell chart. Yes, I, I felt like uh, considering your double identity, you would be able to understand. And um, I, I got excited when tinkering and, and forgot to um, hide my, my stuff, so I just wanted to talk about it. Uh, also, your suit is fantastic, so... After all this is done, if you could connect me with with the person who uh, created this, I, I would love to uh, see if there's anything I can learn from them. When we're all done with this, my friend, I'll, I'll give you his name. I'll let you know where to look in, at the Citadel, and you can go and find him. Trust nobody at the Citadel other than the person's name that I'll give you later. Keep your friends close, and I appreciate you sharing this, this secret with me. I, that, that's a... Uh... Very good advice. I am well aware of the politics of this citadel, and uh, I was hoping that your uh, connection would be a way for me to get involved. It's more than politics there. There's a great corruption. Go hand in hand in my book. He wasn't going to trust them anyway. I I bid you adieu. (laughs) Uh, With that, TV leaves the room, and and whether it's the lightened load off of his, what he might call his mind being able to finally share his secret with somebody else or it was the natural high that he's experiencing after examining that sweet ninja suit. TV's filled with the feeling that they haven't felt in a bit. Um, perhaps we something we might call happiness. Or Wait, hope. so it's like feel-good TV? Well, I don't know Get if it? you noticed, but I <laughs> For, Like a TGIF? <laughs> I don't know if you TV-F. noticed, but after I was, uh, had revealed my secret to at least him, I wasn't stuttering nearly as much. Uh, a little de-stressed. It's uh, stressful to pretend not to be warforged uh, when you're warforged and uh, looked down upon your whole life and subjugated and, you know, have to hide from people in order to, you know. You know, it's weird. Like, I feel like you're not drawing from any real life pain. (laughs) (laughs) That's a one man. I feel like you've heard of people struggling and you're like, I'm going to save that. I'm I'm sure marginalized people probably have a hard time. (laughs) I'm going to step in and defend Clint, a white man, (laughs) and say that there's nobody more persecuted in our society than a white man. That's true. I keep on hearing you guys say that. (laughs) I have not joined in on that one. I don't have the same sentiments. This podcast is gingers. The- no, no, real, real talk. Real talk for all the fans out there. Uh, I want everyone to know if Clint's black. So. Yeah, only black one here in the group. Soul wise, <laughs> the sense of humor. I don't get it. This podcast uses words like woke and have a transgender character, but they're arguing for the white guy a lot. <laughs> Gertrude, mind telling us? Mind filling in the gap between Mister Dandy leaves your room and when you fall asleep or do your meditation. Um, it pretty much just looks like me falling straight onto the floor and going straight into snoring. With, like, a cigarette still going. Yeah, yeah, it's like a... <laughs> but the, the like wind exhale. of her falling will put the cigarette out and yeah. her face will dampen it out. I know now, that move. I've only burned down the trailer twice. Yeah. yeah. It's said that elves don't sleep, they meditate. But if you look at what Gertrude's doing, it's very hard to tell the difference. <laughs> it looks like a drunken meditation. <laughs> the type that killed Jimi Hendrix one night. <laughs> it's too soon. <laughs> Had he been an elf, he might be with us today burning guitars. <laughs> he didn't know how to handle that particular type of meditation. Like elves did, you know? As Gertrude drifts off into her elven meditation, letting her mind rest,
it is just then that she opens her eyes, but she doesn't open her physical eyes. She opens, she her finds third her, eye? she finds her consciousness awake in a very familiar place. Uh, she looks around. She sees that this is the Feywild, the Feywild that she grew up in. Um, for those of you who don't know, the Feywild is a world that exists parallel to our own. It is a world of magic and trickery. In fact, her type of elf and Aladrin, uh, actually an ancient elf that came from this land. This is a land uh, where things are actually more fairy. It's where she identifies as a fairy from. Gertrude likely knew many fairies growing up, possibly grew up in a fairy community. So as Gertrude looks at this forest that she grew up in, it looks very similar to our forest, except there's a purple aura emanating from the trees. It surrounds them. It's a bit foggier. Um, these trees look like our trees, but perhaps enhanced by magic, uh, either to be very big or have uh, large fruit, things you would never see here. It is there that Gertrude looks in front of her and sees a beautiful woman uh, dressed in long flowing silk robes that you assume are ceremonial for the Aladrin elves. This figure uh, walks up to you. You recognize it as your older sister. Uh, Gertrude looks in front of her and sees this elvish figure in long flowing robes that you assume are ceremonial to uh, what an Aladrin elf would wear in the Feywild. She looks at you uh, with hopeful, happy eyes, looks you up and down, and then a slow frown goes over her face. Sister, the years have been so hard on you. Give me a hug. What have they done to you? I can see that your time in jail has had a much harsher effect. This is not the sister that I knew before the crime. No, I think I think this will be true Gertrude, which is sober and not COPD ridden of just like, I'm still not ready to talk about it, Loretta. Loretta. <laughs> You're going to... You shouldn't enter Damien. Would have been hilarious. <laughs> I thought of the most feminine name I could for my sister. <laughs> Damien Makata. <laughs> uh, Leandra looks back at you. Loretta. Lo- Loretta. Like Loretta Lynn. <laughs> Loretta uh, gives you a big hug, tears leaving her eyes. It's been over a hundred years. I'm sorry that the family did not do more to prevent you from going to jail. And she gives you a big hug and says, How? and uh, feels your robotic arm. What has happened to you? There's nothing you could have done from prevented that man from dying. And I don't want you to feel that pain anymore. I don't know if you're ready to hear this about my arm. Uh, sister, we, our time here is limited. I, I want to hear all you have to say. I want to hear about your arm. I want to hear about how I failed you, how I could have protected you from going into that jail in the first place. I want to hear about how I could have helped you avoid the situation that no- led to all this. Nothing could have prevented it. It's all my own doing. I just... I didn't check the expiration date. I didn't mean to poison him, Loretta, but I just... We didn't have time to go to the store to get more milk. Aladrinals are traditionally very draconian when it comes to expiration dates. You should have known this. You grew up in this land. Aren't they really just suggestions? I have bad news for you, though. Oh, no. I must warn you, Trucker. He does have a name. I, I hate referring to him as such a common name as Trucker, but... You should know that Trucker's brother, Butcher, will be getting out of jail soon, and he has sworn vengeance upon you. The woman who could not check an expiration date and murdered her, his brother. He will be hunting you soon. He could come from anywhere, and he is far more dangerous than any of the elves here in the Feywild. I'm telling you this so that you can protect yourself, or perhaps find powerful allies that you could use to protect yourself from him and his vengeance. Don't worry about me. Just make sure you're safe. 
I don't want him to come after you either. It's great to hear that your beautiful singing voice is still intact. I was so worried that not only had they broken your body and clearly your mind as she looks up and down at what you're wearing, but I was worried that they had stolen your beautiful voice as well. It's so good to see you, sister. It's good to see you, but I don't normally sound like this. It's just in this weird dream state we're in. Shh, let me keep this fantasy alive about you. I want to pretend that there's a part of my sister still alive somewhere. Fair enough. Can we do that? And she gives you a big hug and says, um, Sister, one last thing before I go. Yes. I have seen great things pertaining to you. Uh, Whatever path you're on, and I don't want to know, but whatever your path you're on is the right path. And in order for your destiny to unfurl the way it is meant to, uh, you must continue with whatever path, with perhaps its companions, perhaps its life choices, but you must proceed. I fear the world will be counting on it. That's heavy. And she looks up and down, all of a sudden, remembering she's her older sister. Speaking of heavy, it's amazing that you've put on weight in jail. I thought they were to slim you up on their diets. I just... You know, Loretta, I love you, but you never stop being a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, later. She says... (laughs) (laughs) Whatever! (laughs) We both drop our tongues. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, okay, later, whatever. I was just just pretending to cry when I was hugging you earlier. I don't even bother to come into Thanksgiving. <laughs> you haven't been to Thanksgiving in a hundred years. It's you who are the one who's not going to be coming to Thanksgiving. I've been in jail. And uh, in the middle of been in jail, uh, the dream state ends as her four-hour meditation period is up. Uh, she is woken up by Captain Gremble, who's shaking out. Lass, lass, sorry to be waking you there. I didn't know if you were meditating or just passed out drunk. I was told your kind meditates, but that's not what I saw. <sighs> <laughs> Gertrude says they're still trying to recover emotionally from seeing her sister and with that Gremble says alright it's time to begin our assault on Lord Privyton's place and to save your friend Kevin let's go put this cat back in the bag alright I suppose we'll end the episode right there uh, <laughs> we're very sorry to the fans of this show don't apologize please don't leave please don't leave please subscribe <laughs> I've been doing Don't comedy worry, for your, years. All, all your favorite characters will be back next week. <laughs> Don't worry. <Hey> Gertrude. <laughs> Gertrude will never go. And with that, we're going to go to and call it an episode. Thank you very much for listening to the Awful Neutral Podcast. Bye. Bye. I love you. Bye. Later, nerds. Yeah. Thank you so very much for listening, and I hope you stick around as we grow and get better. If you like what you heard, please check out my other podcast, Science Faction. It's a comedy science news program available on iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening, nerds. See you next week.